Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it. Put the button, switch, for everything. You're listening to Aerial View, worldwide on the internet. No what kind of radio show is this? I heard his voice on the tape and it really put the hook in me. I've played many, many times Shortly on both the hopes and the hopes of television make sure you have the record player on at night the, the, the phone make 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 sure your word play the radio make sure the television 
Make sure you have the record player, record player on at night. Record the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the television. Excuse me. Make sure. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the television. Excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the television. Excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the television. Excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on. Wow. Wow. Welcome back to Aerial View, and welcome back uh, to Keith Hartel joining me here at Aerial View HQ. Thanks for being back. Hey, man. Hey, man. Good good to be back. Was it really just two weeks ago? It was only two weeks ago. It was the Friday before last. What did you think of this uh, Joe Biden gaffe? You know what? Oh, did I have to go here. Siri, it's that 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 stuff is not gaffes. That's um, um. Well, if I was going to clear the table real fast and just get to the the meat of the matter, the elephant in the room, whatever analogy you want, it's like since this Trump was running in 2016 and onward, and you know, con- continuously, including currently, Anthony Scaramucci, you go like, listen to that guy talk. He's his brain is going bad, like in the um, you know what what senility, um, cognitive dysfunction, whatever is yes. at the end of the road. Now I'm just saying that whole um, you know the if, if it's impolite to speculate that way, um, they've been talking about Trump that way the whole time. Like he's no, he's stupider now. He's losing his mind now. With with Biden, what they're calling gaffes now. Yes. This ties in earlier to when I lost my innocence in 2000 because George W. Bush at that time and everything being relative, he didn't sound besides the fact that I was, you know, entrenched in my beliefs and I disagreed with his his policies, where he's coming from. I was like, this man is not articulate. He doesn't sound smart. And I thought even if it's like Reagan or whatever, the president always has to sound smart and articulate. Right. And the first time I read, like, you know, I read the New York Times the day after the first um, debate and it was like, oh, oh, they they're covering this like it's two guys speaking on a grown up level. And and I was shocked by that. But then I was done. And then and then um, so like fast forward <laughs> to now fast. Well, fast forward to 2016, though. Mm-hmm. So so when Trump was like t- like when they keep on saying like, oh, listen to how 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 um, primitive his thinking is and he's not articulate and he, he doesn't know how to communicate right but it hits people's feelings i'm like no my my trump was w but here's the way it comes back <laughs> i crossed that rubicon already yeah yeah yes, yeah and i, I felt i felt like that uh-huh. but with biden now biden now and everything being different you know as time has gone on biden's real issue it's not whether he's gaffing or not it's like can we really just see this is the guy that you can tell, like, he can't put his thoughts together because you can compare him to historical Biden. And as I always bring up, watch him debate Paul Ryan in the year 2012. And he's he's steamrolling him. His The biggest criticism of Biden's performance when he was debating Paul Ryan, you know, and uh, who was considered to be no slouch of a thinker and competitor in the political Supposedly arena. Supposedly a wonk, but actually just an asshole. Yeah. Paul Ryan, yes. But put all that aside, competitive up-and-comer. Like I in shall the, put it aside, and yes. By, you know, but the, the, and the point is that the main criticism of Biden is that he just steamrolled him so much that Biden's dominance was and unfair look, to Paul Ryan. And look where we are now. It's a different guy. It's, different it's not guy. the same guy. And that's the way that you measure. So what I don't like is um, when they talk about gaffes, and then they say, like, oh, compared to Trump's gaffes, it's like, no. Um we're past gaffes. We're into some other thing where it's like he can't he can't hold his thoughts together. And if you have enough times, like you know, 
last night he referred to he did the Booker like where he looked at Booker he's like the president oh I mean the future president and called Booker the future president last night it was Bernie he's like I the know. president and he's like oh there, I mean my is, friend from Vermont is there some kind of uh, you know uh, desire in these uh, state misstatements of his I wonder if he just wishes that one of them would win and he wouldn't have to actually do the job who knows I just I, it made me really angry watching last night. By the way, you're listening to Aerial View on the HoundNYC.com, and Keith Hartel and I were just looking at footage of ourselves from the year, like, 1988. I'm going to uh, go 87. 87. Wow. <laughs> Pee Flop House, which was a, a, a parody of um, Pee Wee's Playhouse made yes. by Kaz and starring a cast of thousands, some of whom are no longer with us. We're looking at people... In this video, and I'm not sure how the subject came up, by the way. Oh, because we were talking about Inga Laurie. Yeah. And your past work with her, and started talking about Kaz, and then talking about this uh, time at Maxwell's when yeah. you were there, and you would have first heard of Kaz, and it was because we did this shoot down at Maxwell's in the back room of uh, me during a dream sequence becoming yes. each member of AOD successfully. Yes. Success. What's the word? I'm not successfully because I was unsuccessful at it. But in turn, in turn, I became Bruce, and then I became Dave, and then Paul, and then you. I think at, yeah, at the yeah, end, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were playing experience. bass, right? Yeah. So, so that's what we were looking at just before we uh, we sat down to the, do the show the psychedelic here. Psychedelic sequence of P.P. Vermin's Flop House. Wow, 1987, Really? Do you think it was eighty-seven? No, dear I, God. Yeah, because why did I bring that up now? <laughs> Because we were just watching it before, and somehow... I'm trying to remember why I brought up that we were watching it. See, it all ties together, because there's that phrase that I can't stand, brain farts. Like, I I can't stand that phrase. When someone says, I just had a brain fart, I literally I throw up in my mouth a little bit. I'm just like, oh, God, don't, don't, don't say that. And, and that's kind of what's going on with Joe Biden. Joe Biden... The synapses, the synapses aren't firing the way they should, it seems like to me. So he almost said the word phonograph last night. Yes. He yes, said yes, yes. he said record player. Then he started saying phonograph. Let's listen for a minute. Television. Excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure. The, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. He wants to say phonograph. But see, you know, he's, and literally... I think he wanted people to put a Victrola in the kids' room and crank it up and play some 78s as the kids is going to sleep. Is now, that As funny as this is, this is so much what I mean by, like, the decline is real. The decline is real. Yes. And also, I would say this is is because the gaffes, like, oh, Obama likes gay marriage. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. That's a brain fart. That's, yeah. And well, that worked well. That worked well. But he, Joe Biden now has brain incontinence. Okay, so he he's has got, no control over what's coming out of it. He needs it depends for his brain. Yeah, yeah, and probably there's certain kinds of jobs you can't do when you have brain incompetence. I I I, I remember now why we went back to 1987 because I was saying I've known you that long, and when, I'm just trying yeah. to give people like who the hell Keith Hartel is. If you were to say who the hell you are in the year 2019 and Say this is who I am. Who would that be? Just so people feel they know you a little bit. That's a very Barbara Walters like question. I have never been compared to Barbara Walters, but it doesn't. That's fine. She was a hell of an interviewer. Made people cry uh, all so the time. I maybe I get you to cry by the time this thing's over. You probably yeah 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 yeah, yeah I, I see potential for that. Uh, I, I'm a guy who's been around the block. You've been around the block, but. Uh, <laughs> Damn, put that on a business card. Just like Keith Artell, been around the block. Yeah. Like yeah. my business card for many years, in a nod to uh, the uh, Chris from Mojo Guitar, it, yeah. it said since 1962. Yeah. Yes. I always thought that was a yes. good joke. Chris T since 1962. But yours should say been around the block. But uh, right now you're playing guitar for a living. And last night uh, you and Tammy Faye, your, your wife, Tammy Faye Starlight, were at Pangea yes. doing the Marianne Faithful show, which began again last night. Another run. That's right. Uh, uh, and runs until when? All of October, I believe. Wow. Every Thursday from now on until uh, through October. Wow. Well, we're going to get there, me and Sweet Tea. 
before it's over. Because, uh, you know, the Nico show, we did a whole Nico underground thing on Aerial View while it was still on WFMU. Was that was so one of my good. most favorite things I ever did because I got cast as the radio DJ in the in the, the sort of book yeah. of the show. And uh, and I got to play radio DJ on stage with, with your wife. So that was cool. But... Uh, this is like uh, broken English. You're doing the entirety. Doing everything of, on broken of, English. Of broken English and some other extra. You know, some cool um, outliers. Related, would you say a, you know, a couple tunes that Marianne Faithful either co-wrote or is associated with um, the Rolling Stones? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, Marianne Faithful. Have you ever seen Girl on a Motorcycle? By the way, because I've never seen it, and yeah, it's no, also I think alternately it. called Girl in Black Leather or something. That Marianne Faithful was in back in the '60s. And... I think that actually, I think I watched some slabs of that that because uh, Tammy Tammy was watching it, and I think that Tammy, it, what she's like in, in black leather and on a motorcycle. And she's a black, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I yes. saw. I yeah, I I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I watched it all the way through, but Tammy showed me um, selected sequences from that. Well, if anyone out there's got, it's I think it, I, it's not streaming anywhere. Otherwise, I would watch it, but. Uh, we're not here to talk about Marianne Faithful as much as I love talking about her and, and talking about the show that's yeah. happening. We want to talk about how robots will replace us because this is a feeling that I've been having for a while. And Andrew Yang on that stage last yeah. night uh, again was talking about automation and uh, AI and robotics and how uh, this is all a disaster for uh, a lot of people, a lot of working people, how yeah. AI can be trained to do a job that he used to do some kind of lawyer right and uh how it's now with ai and automation there's white collar jobs that are being taken over by yes. this stuff yes. it's you know you think of robotics and automation and you think of a factory with the robots assembling vehicles you know right. doing spot welds and all that kind of crap but but increasingly you know as he pointed out in an interview i heard him do you go into a store and there's a kiosk where there used to be a cashier and yeah. everything is self-serve and you and there's no cashier jobs there's no you walk up to a screen and you enter your order and then you go up to the counter and you get it from a drone basically yes. you know and i don't mean like a drone that's flying around i mean somebody they're paying the least amount of money yes. they possibly can so uh, this this is this is a, a slow rolling disaster the film american factory that's on Netflix now ends with a shocking fact at the end of the film. It says that uh, studies show, studies sh I love to start sentences. Yeah, yeah. Studies show that by the year 2030, 350 million jobs globally will be lost to automation yeah. and AI and robotics. And those are three different things. Yes. So, but think about that, that in, in about 11 years, 350 million jobs going away because the owners of these corporations have figured out we don't have to pay people to do this stuff anymore. Right. I, I mean, I've never been a CEO. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you've never been a CEO of a corporation. Just going out on a limb, Keith Hartel. You, you got me. But it seems like they stay awake at night just thinking of ways to eliminate jobs. Like, how can I... You know, all those people working in the mail room. How do I, how do I get rid of those yeah. loafers? I got to get rid of them somehow. You know, like that's the overriding thing, right? Because even yeah. Marx said that the only way to increase your profits is to raise the price on your products mm -hmm. and decrease the price of your labor. Like you could do one or the other. Ideally, you want to do both, right? Mm -hmm. So pharmaceutical firms, for instance, figuring out how to automate a bunch of stuff while raising the price of your prescription. Oh, yes, yes. And the Dems debate last night, which was three grueling fucking hours, and I'd like to find the person who decided it should be three hours and punch them repeatedly in the face. But it, that would be wrong. I, I, can, I can imagine punching them in the face. I don't have to actually do it. Like, I, I just picture myself punching them in the face repeatedly, and it's, it's almost as satisfying That's as good. actually punching someone in the face it's good that you're talking yourself down though too well i i think that you could do a lot of things in your mind that mm. you you really shouldn't do in real life because you'd get in trouble you know what i'm saying no i've never <laughs> <laughs> you've never <laughs> taken that approach. i've never you, had a you've always done it in real life you've always been like all right uh let me punch i'm you. even afraid to think of the thing i don't 
see you as people. Somebody's punching people, though. I don't see that. No. No. You don't see me as a people puncher. No, I don't see you that way. But three grueling hours of that shit last night. And they started out with this Grover Norquist talking point. And that pisses me off, too, because... You know, this idea that you're just going to constantly ask these people the same questions. What about the taxes? Aren't the taxes going to go up? There's going to be more taxes. Aren't they going to be paying more in taxes? Yes. What about the taxes? Yeah. And I love the way Warren handled it. She basically sidestepped it. She didn't answer it. She did a little jujitsu. She Mm. said, overall, your costs are going to go down. Yes, yes. She, she, uh, she, She went right into her, let's soak the rich plan yes, which is yes. fine by me it's time those motherfuckers pay let's mm-hmm. soak the rich indeed and she essentially said your prices are gonna your costs are gonna go down but but everybody else on the stage is sort of wishy-washy like except for bernie of course bernie you yeah know, medicare for all man from the beginning but everybody else is sort of like trying to have it both ways that's they're, right they're trying to appeal to people who don't want to lose their private insurance because they like it and and I love that again. Elizabeth Warren says I've never met anyone that says they like their insurance company. They say mm. they like their doctor. They like their physical yeah. therapist. They like their uh, whatever it might be. Their pharmacist even. But no one has ever said to me in all the people I've talked to about healthcare, I like my insurance company. And she's yes. right because your insurance company hates you. They be- don't want to. They don't want to make things easier for you. They no. want to help you. They're, no, they want to take medications evil. that you've been on for a long time and switch them to something else that's yeah. going to make your bowels fall out. Because, yeah. you know, they have a doctor. Literally, I saw this in a documentary. They have doctors in a room in India, like in Mumbai mm. or something. And these are doctors. They've gone to medical school, and all day long they second guess your doctor. All day long <sighs> they look at the prescriptions that your doctor has written and they go. There's no real reason for you to be on this. And they write a little email. And the next thing you know, you get a letter from your health insurance provider. It says, according to Dr. Vinnie Bumbats, you, you don't really need that medication. So we're switching you to this other thing. And it's such a racket. It's such an ungodly racket yes. that the people last night who said, well, we can't just replace it in four years. I was like yelling at the TV, fuck you. Yes, we can. Yeah. Yes, we can. As Obama used to yeah. say, we can replace it in four years. Why the hell not? It's a shitty system. Employer provided health care was a shitty fix. Yes. Right? To begin with, employers don't like providing health care. They right. don't like it. And if you leave your job or you lose your job or like me, you become a member of the gig economy... Yeah. Great. Just where's your employer provided health care then? So blow it up. I say blow it up. And the quicker you blow it up, the better. And why can't we, Keith Artell, do revolutionary things anymore? We, we, we started this country with a revolution and there were people on stage talking about we don't need we don't, like let's not have a, a revolution over this. Let's we don't need to wipe away what's already there. Well, you know what it's like, though, when you say, like, yeah, the people on the TV, they say we can't do revolutionary things. So you have to imagine if there was a media in 1776 (laughs) and only people like the wealthiest controllers of Britain, not the monarchy, but the people that the monarchy were the puppets of, owned all the information systems that pumped out the information. They'd be like, no, this revolution, bad, bad. Yeah, let's not. (laughs) Why are we doing this? Don't we all love uh, the king? I mean, come on. And, you know, the madness of King George, right? We're kind of in that situation now. I say we have a revolution. And if all we could do is revolutionize health care, let's yeah. at least do that. Yes. Let's do that because it, it's it currently it stinks. Right. The system stinks. And it, as Bernie points out repeatedly, it's full of greed and corruption. And there's no reason for people to be profiting off the state of your health. It's just wrong. So, you know, yeah. I feel... It, and what really upsets me while watching three hours of that last night is a lot of the conversation that goes on around it and it goes something like this we just need to get him out of there we let's just get him out of there because he's been so terrible that i just want to get and i've been guilty of that too at times i find myself saying things like that too we just want to win but then i remember that like can't you have something to believe in why not have something to believe in yeah Right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's, why yeah. does every election, since I can remember, have to be a hold your nose, lesser of two evils election? Well, I believe in 2012. 
I don't think 2012 was very hold your nosy unless you were like a, you know, like a Nader. Blow it up. Or something. Yeah, no, I. Or 2008, like like Obama. Like, I think that people, I think, and, and that was why I believe Obama won twice is that his, you know, constituency, the Democratic Party, like, was like, yes, we are proud to be voting for him, which is why that was made into a joke in Get Out. In bra- involving Bradley Whitford, right, who had really said that to Jordan Peele, and when he first read that it was in the script, he didn't realize it was a joke of a parody of a uncool white guy that is proud of voting for Obama twice. Yeah, <laughs> I think that Obama um, in this country, and I've shared this theory with many people, and I'll share it with you if I haven't yet, and I'll share it with those of you out there. And if you want to call, then live line into the studio is seven six zero. I call AV seven six zero. Four two two five five two eight. That number is in Palm Springs. I like to picture the phone ringing somewhere. A classic General Electric, uh, Western Electric Model three hundred two phone designed by Henry Dreyfus, great industrial designer, designed a number of incredible objects. Look him up. But he designed what we think of as a classic Western Electric phone. And in some mid-century modern house in Palm Springs, it's ringing and it gets picked up by the ghost of Doris Day. That's what I like to imagine. When you call that number. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Does he have a Wikipedia? Henry Dreyfus? Yeah. I think he does. <laughs> he uh, designed he designed a lot of streamlined. He was big on the streamlining. But uh, but the, the thing about what was going on last night, this idea of like Amy Klobuchar is sort of like, let's be sensible. Let's do the sensible Midwestern thing. And let's not go crazy, people. I just want to, again, I'm like, wh- let's... No, I mean, how is that a path to victory? Well, how, how is that going to inspire anybody? Well, Klobuchar is um, almost uh, out of the remaining candidates. She seems like she's the only one that's competing for that Biden, like, don't upset the apple cart lane. But, like, going past that. That's what it is. Yeah, it really is. Um, <laughs> did you see that recent thing where, like, like there was a point. Don't throw tea in the harbor. <laughs> yeah, Come on, yeah, people. Yeah. Don't throw tea in well, the harbor. Well, just, like, get to spit, just, let's get back to normal. Yeah, and yeah, not, yeah. not any of these radical, crazy let's things. Let's knock this off. But she, um, early on when they asked candidates goofy questions that can never, the answer can never be good. It's like, what do you have, Amy Klobuchar, that you're bringing to the table? And she's like. My thing is I have a sense of humor. And then I don't have you seen that compilation where where they have I don't know if it was on the John Oliver or the Daily Show where but it's like twenty times she does the same joke as like our president called me snow woman because I gave a speech to snow and I said I wonder how his hair would fare in a snowstorm and they showed her telling that joke over and over again. Oh my god. And she's always trying to make jokes. And the thing I realized last night is this is I feel that she downplays her Minnesota accent. <laughs> if she dropped the jokes and went full Marge Gunderson Fargo <laughs> in the way she just tells exactly what she thinks, she would become a, a lovable person. Wow. Her chances would go up. She would have that regular person feel easygoing and she would be subliminally funny without that awkward, like, I'm a politician, but I can tell a joke, which... <laughs> It almost never works. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, I remember. I was going around doing that for months when that film came With out. With Fargo I, I, voice? Yeah. For months, I was going around, don't you know? Well, the for list, months. Listen I swear to Klobuchar to God. and just imagine just her leaning into that part of her voice that Minnesota. she was just, No jokes, but just talk like Marge Gunderson. And yeah. She would I, th- I would like her if she just dressed like Marge Gunderson, too. Just came out in the sheriff's outfit or whatever. Yeah, just why not? Just do that. Yeah, and then just like, and, and then Kamala would have to be like, Kamala would be asked what she thinks of that because he would be like, well, you're a real cop. Why do you dress like a cop? And that would like stir things up among the women. It could get into like a real housewives like energy, too. That would be something. Like the talking behind sure. each other's back, talking smack, and then build up the tension. And, like, let's go, like, because um, you know what? Actually, there's enough women running for president now that, um, and since the debates are, you know, shown as, like, entertainment programming, we can lean into, like, it's a point, not we, not you and me, the, we're not the decision makers, but uh, as a culture, we can start to bring the the, 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 the sexist, like, catfight energy into um, the elections now 
and go more housewives. But, but the big cat fight last night was between uh, Castro and Biden. I mean, Castro, I know. yeah, making remarks about There's Joe's kind memory of only one, and only uh, accusing him of old fartism. There's that word again, and old age, you know, ageism. And I thought, I thought that was regrettable in that um, it turned out because he could defend um, Castro's comments when he says, "Like there, you're." You know, you've contradicted yourself. What he said, you know, you said this two minutes ago. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so like, you can make an argument that that's not inherently ageist if Biden has a pattern of contradicting himself. But the main problem was under technical fact checking. Yeah. Biden did not actually say you have to buy in. He said you could. And so there's a thing where Castro's remarks was a pre, you know pre-prepared statement and he actually he he actually revealed he wasn't listening to specifically what biden said when he hit him with the defense of it it made it so that you could tell that he was not really um listening to biden but the ageism yeah no i'm i'm because I'm, 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 I'm i am what they call a victim blamer <laughs> Have you been watching Dave Chappelle? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, that's obviously uh, an homage. But uh, also, I totally am. Let's listen to Joe for a minute. This cracks me up. Play the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. You know what would make this better? Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. Is this wrong of me to be enjoying this? No, because it's... Make sure the television... It's, it's out there, Excuse man. me. Make sure you have the record go. player on at night. This the, is what the, would the make phone. this better. Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the television. The, excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the television. The, excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the television. The, excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, oh, that's my favorite. Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the television. Excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, 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 phone. the fuck is he talking about, Keith Artell? I'll tell I you. Swear to Christ, that's that that could doom him because there's an article out already mm-hmm. talking about like how important a moment that was. That um, we may not realize it quite yet, but that was a very important moment. So, how, what do you think? it's it's getting well here's the trumpiness of it is that trump was always saying like every time he came out and and said some shit it was like oh no this was no now now that he said this everyone's gonna know he's crazy and he's out of the game and biden is starting to have that same pattern where no matter how much he's obviously failing and then i say again this is a part that's not very laughy but like Mm -hmm. serious i think seriously losing faculties is in evidence but like um, make sure the kids hear words is like, okay, the only guy that could beat Trump is a guy that says, make sure the kids hear words. There's no, like anything that they ever have clipped of Trump, like some goofy random thing that Trump ever said. There's nothing that sounds more like, <laughs> like Trump, like that, you know, make sure the kids hear words, make sure the kids hear words. All right, man. Um, you got put the, the record player on at night. Run everything. The, fo- the photograph. He almost said. Fo- All right, let's yeah, not. Yeah. Let me. Let me just see some of my tweets from last night because I was live tweeting this thing. And yes. if you're just joining us, this is Aerial View on thehoundnyc.com till 7 p.m. tonight. Replays on Tuesdays. It becomes a podcast wherever you get podcasts from Google Play and Apple Podcasts and uh, Stitcher and Spotify and YouTube and a bunch of other crap. So. Uh, look for that. You could sign up for the newsletter if you go to facebook.com slash call aerial view on the left side of Facebook there. You'll see a tab that says uh, sign up for the newsletter, some crap like that. And newsletter goes out every Tuesday and has for five years now. It's hard to believe five years of writing that shit. But uh, it, it'll tell you what's coming up on the show. And there's usually a personal essay from me of some type. Uh, by the way, goodbye to Eddie Money. Still oh. one of the strangest interviews I've ever had in my life. I one ticket to paradise. 
Is that what everyone's saying on the social no, medias? That's only what I just said just oh, now. Okay, all right. Because I'm ticket, an original thinker. One ticket to paradise. <laughs> one ticket to paradise. He was out of his fucking mind. Speaking of being out of your mind, yeah. he, he came into the studio like a rocket sled on rails, as they say, mm-hmm. and he was all over. He was bouncing off the walls, and he you could barely make sense. He rivaled Gary Busey in terms of like trying to interview somebody who's just like eyeballs are pinning every which way yeah. and uh, he was there to plug some jukebox musical with a kid that was playing Eddie Money in the musical and he brought yeah. the kid with him and I don't think that thing ever got produced I swear <laughs> to God I think it was like he was trying to see if there would be interest do you remember any Eddie Money jukebox musicals because I swear to no, God no, very that's much, what he was flogging very much very much no <laughs> and I would have remembered if it had been floated because I would have said you know, I can't imagine a lot of people being into this idea, but I am. Yeah, I, I and maybe I'm getting it wrong. Maybe it was that other musical that was on with the don't stop, you know, the, the don't stop believing crap. The uh, whatever that musical was that called, rock where they concert did musical. Yeah, where they did they all music from movie. like the seventies and eighties. Yeah. I don't even know what the hell that is. But uh, Eddie Money, seventy years old. That seems young because I just turned fifty-seven. That's the only reason it seems young. Otherwise, it's ancient. But it does seem young because it's thirteen years from now. Oh, That's yeah, why no. it seems like young. It's because it's uh, gee whiz. The real old is eighty now. Is it really? Yeah, yeah I'm, yeah. I'm going to go with ninety. But here's some tweets from <laughs> last, last night's Democratic debates. Some some of my observations. I asked if Klobuchar was wearing a neoprene suit. That suit didn't look good on TV. It didn't look good at all. And she had the Debbie Downer hair. And I'm telling you, she has got to be played by Rachel Dratch when SNL oh. comes back. For the season, if they don't cast Rachel Dratch as Amy Klobuchar, I'm going to be very upset. But I'm already putting that out there into the zeitgeist. Yeah, put it in there. Trying to get it out there that Rachel Dratch would make a great Amy Klobuchar, right, if I'm casting it. Oh, there's no doubt. Um, I said uh, at some point that uh, Kamala Harris was going medieval on Trump's ass. She really uh, made an effort to make herself look like a contender by bypassing everyone else and going directly at Trump. She's like, I'm not even going to mess with Joe Biden anymore. I'm going right at Donald Trump. And I found her whole performance really inauthentic. It was like she was acting the part of a candidate. She lost any sort of feeling of like the things that she was saying. Like, you know, Cory Booker, when he speaks, even if it's stuff he's already thought of, mm-hmm. he sounds spontaneous when he's, it sounds no, like, like he's like he's coming up with it as he's speaking. And she just sounds like these are lines she did in a mirror forever and ever and ever with someone over her shoulder going, no, you want to pause there. Pause after that word. It just sounds so calculated now. When she speaks, she's lost anything like, I hate to keep using the word authenticity because Donald Trump's the most authentic asshole out there, right? Yeah, but that's, let's deal with that. Yes. um, With Kamala, I thought that specifically because... um, Tulsi Gabbard eviscerated her Mm. um, that like Kamala is really trying hard to get back into that you know she 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 made her own bed I think all right I get deep into my Kamala levels of like a a, a objective like how I think she's the devil or whatever but like um, after Tulsi like you know eviscerated her and on CNN when she was talking to Anderson Cooper and he goes like, all right, well, what about these things that Tulsi said? And the way she blows it off is going like, well, I know it might sound immodest, but I'm a, I'm a, obviously a top tier candidate and I can't listen to this Assad plant or whatever way she smeared Tulsi. So the thing is, but she announced herself as a top tier candidate, which is not, I don't think, a sign of confidence. And there was a backlash and she lost points. She went down in the polls and last night... The way that she was like going for Trump and kind of high roading instead of trying to bait him, you know, yeah. yeah. But I mean, not even bait Trump, but just like just go like I'm. It 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 was the thing that they would say like Hillary would do against Bernie, like she's running against Trump now, not acknowledging the people that she actually has to right beat in order to. Uh, beat it's against a tactic. Them. It's just I'm yes. sure it's a tactic it's that a these tactic. highly paid consultants, you know, are like, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, don't even engage with Joe. You but, want to but engage. I think- Kamala was in it on an extra level of like image reparation and damage control, and she went extra because I was even watching her just thinking like, oh, like she's going straight because that whole thing of going straight to Trump, and also she did one of those little like, uh, you know, no one wants to watch the Democrats fight. I'm going to take the high road now. Yeah, fuck I, that too. I deplore that. that tactic. Yeah. 
Buddha Judge did it too. Yeah. Um, but she yeah. did that. Blessed I, are the cheese makers, yes. is, is what I would say. <laughs> yes. Blessed are the cheese makers. I think that's what he said. Yeah. Uh, who else was putting out that vibe of like, yeah, you're right. Buddha Judge. Buddha Judge and Kamala. Yeah. So I should like the guy, but he's also coming off as like too, a little too calculated for yeah. my taste. He's coming off as like, you know, just. Uh, there's a little bit of like I would I would almost bet he's on the spectrum somewhere. There's a little like Asperger's aspect to him. I swear to God, they used to call that sociopathy. <laughs> but um, yeah, Maybe that's you know, what it is. I don't know. But yeah, one or the other or a mix. Now of, let's talk about the you know let's talk about Bernie for a minute because I love Bernie Sanders, but yes. I swear to God. He was eating that microphone last night. He was right on top of the mic, and he had the worst vocal fry I've ever heard. And he was pee-popping like mad. And I'm just like, Bernie, you don't need to lean over. That microphone is set where it is, so you don't have to, like, yell. Yeah. And someone described him as sounding like a guy in a union hall in 1936. Yeah. Which is like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Levels of uh, what that means. Yeah. There are levels to what that now, means, but but you know, let's let's face it. None of these Democrats would be talking the way they were if it wasn't for Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders yes. single handedly pushed the entire conversation. Whether you're talking about health care or uh, you know compensate, you know proper compensation for your labor mm-hmm. or wealth inequality or climate crisis or any of these things. I honest to God think he's he's been pushing that boulder uphill for a while, yes. and he's changed the whole tenor of the conversation. Absolutely. Right? We got to give it up to Bernie for that. No, we have to. And you, actually, last night, and here's the, I mean, the sad thing is, is I'm going to say even without the conspiracy uh, revealed by Wikipedia in 2016, <laughs> with even without that, though, um, what I think that we've seen in this cycle is... That Bernie, there, I think there's a cap on his support. So he has, and, and I would consider myself a supporter. Okay. But I, I'm not one of those psychos. But I don't want to be apologetic either. But um, there is still like this whole like Bernie or the Bernie or bust thing still like survives. And um, it's, it's, there, there's a way that, um, he's become like there's a cap on how good he can do. And he's starting to become kind of a self-parody because it's almost like I I always don't like when people say like Bernie yells all the time. Yeah. But then if he shows up at the debate and he's hoarse the way because mainly he he lost his his voice wasn't From there campaigning. last night. Yeah. So it's like, dude, but he lost his voice doing the thing that people say he does that I hate when they point out that he does it, which is like always going around yelling like he's all angry. Um, there's there's a I always thought there was a built-in doomed. <laughs> thing to um, him in 2020 yeah and I, I don't it does not make me happy um, it's a goddamn shame is what it is because yeah. you know you realize that uh, and let's have a meta conversation about running for president for, and then we'll get to the robots yeah. although this might be the kind of show where we never get to the thing we said we were going to talk about who knows it might be that kind of show yeah. but that's okay the you know there are a lot of skills you need to be a modern politician who can gain the presidency in the United mm. States one of them is, um, I think, like Trump, you have to, uh, you know that thing they say where the kind of person you want to sit down and have a beer with, that kind of bullshit? Yes. That, which I find completely stupid and and, and, and unnecessary, they, yeah. and I wouldn't want to sit down and have a beer with any of those people. I don't care, right? I, it just doesn't, just lead the country, just do the job. I don't care about having, uh, how relatable you are to the common man. You know, I, that doesn't interest me at all. But uh, he he doesn't have... The chops in terms of like, you know, just being on on stage and being on camera and being anything but the locomotive that he is. Like Bernie cannot, he can't change gears, unfortunately. And 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 I guess you don't want him to. You want him to be Bernie Sanders. Yes. But I think that in the next administration, if it isn't Bernie who's the president, he's going to serve a significant role. And that makes me happy because you have to realize all these Democrats on stage owe him a debt of gratitude. And unlike Donald Trump fucking over Chris Christie, yeah, yeah. I do think there will be a place for him as an actual decision maker who can make people's lives better. Put him in charge of the Department of Health, for God's sake. Yeah. I mean, let him do what he's always wanted to do and be an advisor. But I don't think he's going to be president, unfortunately. No. I, you know, it's 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 sad. It's sad. It's yeah. a little sad, right? Yeah, yeah. Who else on that stage has any viability as far as you're concerned? Because for me... Uh, Booker still has some viability, but the lead water crisis in Newark 
Nobody hit him on that last night. I couldn't believe it. He kept talking about environmental discrimination, and that lead water thing started under his watch. I think a little bit of that is because the environment happens to be one of those... Like he was, he's one of the top candidates with his environment voting record or whatever. So I think that partially, even though the it's unfortunate that the water became undrinkable in his own Newark. Yes. <laughs> but still, like if you go environment, he'll that will light up his. I mean, the thing, whatever you're saying about Booker, like he's he definitely he's I he seems one of the smartest, and he seems one of the most. Um, registers as authentically caring about what he's talking about. Yes. When he when he communicates. And he's a deft politician. I mean, yes. He is. He is. Yeah. Uh, you know, also, uh, I, I, I look, I think they're saying about Elizabeth Warren, by the way, let me just read some more uh, tweets here. I mentioned that oligarchic was my drinking game word because uh-huh. Bernie <laughs> said oligarchic last night. I came up with, uh, you know how there's Medicare for all, yes. Bernie? And then Pete, Mayor Pete, Medicare for all who want it. Yeah. I came up with Medicare for Al. Al Gore gets <laughs> Medicare and nobody else. Al Gore gets Medicare, but nobody else gets Medicare. Medicare for Al. That's my platform. Let's get Al Medicare. He might I have it already. It's going to be very unpopular. Um, I was crowing about soaking the rich. I love the idea of soaking the rich. It's about time that we soak the rich. I, I, I was using the F word a lot. I said, yeah. fuck Big Pharma. Um, I'll write a prescription for it. Right. Uh, fuck private insurance. It's bullshit. Oh, it's the devil. Uh, There's yeah. no. It's it's gambling off your health, trying not to pay you, wanting you to pay it. It's the house always wins. The house always wins. The house with always that, wins with that insurance, and that's we don't need the house winning against betting against um, whether we die or not. Yeah. Uh, I I I, I got. I, I want to get in Beto before we run on a road. Beto had a good night last night. Beto, Beto. Beto is fucking, <laughs> a he's night. a fucking idiot. <laughs> and he is, ne- uh, fuck that, like he's a doofus. Really? Yes. Yes. I didn't know That's that. That's my feeling. All right. I, I, I don't know enough about the guy. I mean, I just keep seeing articles. I don't read them. Yes. I see documentaries. I don't watch them. I'm like, eh, you know, he, for me, he is really meh. He's like meh yeah. as a candidate goes. And I, and I, I, I just, when he's it's like, uh, never mind. All right. So uh, before we run out of road, uh, is there anybody we're leaving out? We mentioned Mayor Pete, Amy, uh, Joe, Bernie, Beto, Elizabeth Warren. That's six by my count. There we were touched 10 people on up Castro, there. As, Castro as an attacker of Biden. Who Are there three candidates? Andrew Yang. Right? Yang. We talked about Yang. Is there anybody else? Who are we forgetting? Oh, my God. We left a candidate out that we can't even. They're so. And th- it's, it's funny because whoever that candidate is, it's going to be rightful that we that the candidate. Was we left, left out. out uh, well, we mentioned Kamala, but maybe we left out somebody else. Anyway, uh, just to point out that Cory Booker said Dagnabbit last night. Dagnabbit. Yeah, yeah. Really, Cory? Dagnabbit? Uh, he's Dagnabbit. Corny. Yeah, it's part of his charm. Is it really? I, I think it is because I think part of what makes him register as authentic is. He will. He, he he's not afraid to do some embarrassing shit. So like when he's Spartacus, he'd be like, "Yeah, you're Spartacus." But still, like he'll get on there and he'll start talking like he talked when he said, "I'm Spartacus," and it's like, it's it's his thing. Like that that is part of his authenticity. Is like every part of anything that sounds, seems goofy about him. I think is like I like to see someone that's not like worried about like, oh, I hope. I didn't do anything embarrassing because, like, you know, Cory Booker, it's not like he's dumb. Like, he's right, not going to say anything right. that reveals, like, oh, we thought he was smart and he was dumb. Right. So. But I want to yeah. I want to do a real, uh, real-time real sound effect. Unlike right Beto. Now. Beto's really dumb. <laughs> because I'll tell you why. The thing of announcing, How like, dumb is he? I feel he's like I so dumb it. that one of the campaign maneuvers that he did, which I don't understand yet, although this, I could we could do a whole episode on this way of restructuring um, well, we're definitely not talking about robots tonight. It looks like, but it was Last when, 10 minutes, when Beto, 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 like, like, well, all right, all right, all right, this is stupid. Going around saying like, no, we are going to take your guns. That's but, a dumb thing to say because Democrats' thing has always been to say like, no, we don't want to. So he's that that that's one of those short sighted things that like, oh, it seems good in the primaries, but you know what? Oh. That's the total thing they kill you with if you ever manage to be the nominee. But the I other- think his advisors did a facepalm at that moment backstage, and I, I, I'm pretty sure of it. But you're right, because that's 
that's the that's one of the third rails in American politics because the NRA is going to feast on that forever. That yeah, here's a guy who finally said it. Well, we always thought he wants to take your guns away. He wants to take your AR-15s yeah. and your AK-47. And that's what I need when the government comes for me. What am I going to use to fight off the government when it comes? Yeah, and they're ready to. And what they all say is there's going to be a fucking tension. There's going to be a, th- a conf- confrontation. We already saw that. Clive oh, and some Bundy guy shit. already threatened to shoot him with yeah. an AR-15, didn't well, they? Well, no, some... he just said he has one and Beto is when welcome to why don't you come, come over and, and take uh, it. Talk to him about taking it. You creepy horse face but fuck. That's come and take thing. it. But the stupider thing that Beto did that went past people... By I the think... way, I don't know if he's a creepy... Uh, he's a bit horse I, I think face. he's dumb. Okay. But because um, the other thing was when it was like, because, you know, like he's from a rich family, like he's from a millionaire family. He married into a billionaire family. <laughs> Holy and shit. Then, I didn't know that, really. Yeah. And then they made this announcement some months ago that's like, me and my wife, we just did the studies. And we found out both of our families, um, we descend from slave Old owners. slaves. Oh, well, yeah. No, sorry. he said. No, but, and the funny thing is, is I just say my new thing is uh, those of us who know that we descend from immigrants... Let's get the um, the whites that come from the immigrants and let's turn on the slave owner whites and make them the attack class and go full against them. I like and make that. them the devil and then we can make the other whites that are immigrants, we can stand with the immigrants that are suffering now. Yeah, draw me a diagram. And I can't follow you. And then we'll just go against the whites that had slaves and make them the enemy. Keith Ortel is here with me. Here, I got to do this real-time sound effect, a real-life sound effect. Because last night, someone kept doing this. I swear to God, someone on that stage had a fucking tape dispenser. Because all night long, I heard... <laughs> I heard that. And I'm like, who's, who's out there taping shit up? Who's yeah. doing that? I Why? I, and I saw Amy Klobuchar with a clipboard. And I thought, maybe she's taping shit to her clipboard. I I don't know. But why, why do they leave all the mics open all the time, Keith Hartel? Are they hoping... Somebody says something really stupid while the mic is on, like hot mic situation, ABC. Because, you know, there are audio engineers and there's a mixing console somewhere and there's faders on it. And all you got to do is pull down. But I guess they don't want to be taken by surprise. Because what if somebody spontaneously goes, Joe Biden's old, Joe Biden's old. Well, there's another funny part of that, which is like in debate number one. Oh, because that part wasn't that funny. But No, but I think debate number one, um, Marianne Williamson and Andrew Yang both claimed. Played with tape? No, they claimed that they were jumping in on some shit and their mics weren't on. Their mics weren't on. Ooh, that's why. Yeah. I need my mic out all the time. That would be great if yeah. somebody lost it, like one of the ten of them just like lost on the stage like that because their mic wasn't... I told you to leave it on! <laughs> How are they supposed to hear me? Now I'm like Bernie, just yelling. Don't, what else? Don't, don't, don't look at him that way. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bernie. He's just, I, his voice is worn out and he's, he's just tired. You know, but but although I I don't know if I said this before, but last night because they made a some people made a point of saying like, you know, um, hats off to Obama, you made healthcare a thing of America of beauty, yes. and people were doing that with Bernie too, like Bernie, like you know, you brought this in, and I I, I feel mixed about that because on the one hand, acknowledging him for it is righteous because it's just factual, and the other hand is this kind of like. Yeah, I gotta miss you, buddy. Thanks now for throwing can, that healthcare thing on the table. Here we got you this lovely yeah. Adirondack chair. <laughs> Just sit down, take a load off. We even got the stool, footstool, goes with the Adirondack chair. Just it's time for you to rest. You know, I really wish that um, we could acknowledge that both Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders uh, have a fair degree of ego, or they would have sat oh, this out. No, I they know. would have said. Well, when you say we, like, who's the we? Because in my world, everyone thinks both of them are in, incredibly egomaniacs. Okay, peppered right. by Good. old white maleness. Yes, we but, don't, we don't need to hear from you straight white men anymore. Why be, do we? Why are we still? Wait a minute. To be fair, though, Bernie has acknowledged that, like, he's like, you know, um, someone like me who's doing what I do would have an ego. So Bernie right. is actually the only presiden- presidential candidate I've ever heard say, I have an ego. Of course. You have he to, might not to be the only one that, that ever job. said it, but he's the only one I heard saying it on television. So I think at the closing statements, Joe was uh, a pretty good job there at the end. He was sincere, uh, didn't dig the rest of them really. I still feel like uh, 
this is might be Elizabeth Warren's thing to lose here. And I understand the rap on her. She apparently was a Republican until the age of 50. And this, I, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's um, not relevant. In well, the big, OK, in the big in the big picture, I don't think that affects her result. I would like to think that it's not relevant, but people will find any reason to, you know, how. Uh, you know, uh, you you touched on it earlier. Bernie Bros, as yeah. they're called, can sometimes be really uh, uh, all or nothing. They could they yeah. could be really like this is not negotiable. If it's not him, the nominee, I'm staying home. So, and the thing with those people though on Warren, they have stuff now because they have the, every person that Warren's taken money from or going to take money from. Or she said she wouldn't take the money from the PACs and then in the general she will. Like, they already have people that are those, like, hardcore leftists that, you know, the Bernie bro, like, which I don't, I don't care for that term. I don't, I don't like I don't it either. Care. I don't like it as, I, li- I don't, I like it less than brain fart. But as so, a convenience. I understand. It's, it's shorthand. But, but they have, they have everything, every reason why they reject Warren is pre-existing outside of that she used to be a Republican. I, I yeah, that's not even they they have enough uh, that they already object to that that's not even a factor for the real ride or die lefty communist socialist everything that you feared. I I think that this country uh, at the risk of being obvious, Keith Hartel yes. needs a change desperately needs to uh, take a turn, and I do believe that should be a left turn. I think that uh, one of the things we need to do in this country is really reconsider our approach to just about everything because it's not working what we're doing. And it's working, as Bernie has pointed out again and again and again, and everybody has picked up the thread, it's working for the wealthiest among us, but it's mm-hmm. not working. It's not an economy that's working for anybody else. And this brings us back to robots because the show was called Robots Will Replace Us. Yes. And we barely talked about robots yes. at all. And, um, you know, robots, meaning the whole uh, related subject of automation and uh, artificial intelligence, because, again, these are three distinct things. But if you want a job, millennials who are listening, go into one of those fields, go into the robotics, the artificial intelligence or the automation field, and you'll have a job because your job will be figuring out how to get rid of other people's jobs. Yeah. what, What it will be. And there'll be a lot of work. Because over the next 10 years or so, especially as they perfect the self-driving vehicle, yeah, that's uh, big one. we're going to see a lot of jobs that we used to joke about uh, back when I was on the trucking channel mm-hmm. and talking to Andrew Yang. We used to joke, uh, one of the first things I remember truck drivers saying is, well, they can't replace us. They can't outsource our jobs. They can't send our jobs to Mexico. we got to drive these trucks. And I was like, oh, wait. That's like a challenge to these people. You just issued a yeah. challenge. Now they're going to be people staying awake at night thinking, "Hey, I need my thinking button. How yeah. can I? Uh, how can I replace this truck driver? What do I got to do? I got, I'm tired of paying this guy seventy grand a year. Doesn't even have a college education. I want the Wharton for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Why am I paying this fucker seventy grand? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. So there you go. And that's. A lot of people said, would call me and say, look, no member of the driving public is going to want to drive alongside a robot truck. They're not going to feel safe. And I'm going to be like, they're going to be in their robot car. They're not even going to be looking at you in your robot truck. They're going to be uh, looking at a screen, playing Candy Crush or some goddamn thing. They're not even going to know that there's not somebody up there in that cab physically driving that vehicle. Because uh, robotics... Automation AI, perfect for truck driving, yeah, especially on the interstate. You set that thing and you let it go. Just let it go. Maybe when you get to the off-ramp, some human's got to take over and drive it off the off-ramp and make sure you don't kill any uh, civilians yeah. in the town that you're delivering your shit to. But otherwise... <laughs> civilians. civilians. As if there was like, like you know, uh, military that, that you could kill because it's war. <laughs> yeah. It's the truck against it's- where they're... It's the civilians you got to look out for. The Jesus militia, Christ. the militia, the anti-automative militia, who are killable. Do you realize it's seven o'clock, and uh, just about? So I'm gonna say goodbye to Keith Hartel, and hopefully I can get him back here yeah, man. in a couple of weeks to actually uh, set up a topic and discuss it. Yeah, man. You know, but look, here's all you Tee need it to know up. about. He, Tee he, it up. Here's all you need to know about robots: is that they want to crush, kill, and destroy you. That's I think that's the takeaway. Crush. Here. 
kill, destroy. This is Aerial View on the Hound at NYC.com. New Hound Howls Sundays at 3 p.m., followed by Crashing a Party with Mark and Miriam. Do up Chop Shop of the Year. Here's some Marianne Faithful. We'll go out with, do you know this number? He walks along singing his fairy yeah, song. Yeah, from uh, Rock and Roll Circus. I like this one. Yeah. We'll leave with this one. And uh, if folks want to go see you and Tammy Faye Starlight and the rest of the crew doing Broken English, how should they go find tickets? Well, um, restaurant called Pangea. I guess go on your Facebook, look up um, Tammy Faye does Marianne Faithful at Pangea, New York City. It's an awesome little cabaret restaurant. You will sit and eat delicious food and be fantastically entertained and you'll be home by 10 thanks you <laughs>